Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, you're listening to a podcast again. Please call your primary care physician. This is the Air Buds Podcast. I'm Jamel. And I am Mike Benner, your primary care physician. Dr. Mike Benner. Now pull out them nuts. Pull, pull out, out the nuts. Let me grab them. Give me a little cough. Come on. Don't even cough. Just stick your tongue out. Why do they make you cough? What's happening think, in your testicles when you cough? I think something happens. I think they like, they actuate. It's like on an actuator. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's this that? is a podcast is- about <laughs> testicles and basketball. Hello. Woo. Welcome. Uh, we have no Peter today. Uh, he he sends his love to all of you um, from I jail. See, I don't know. Yeah, from jail. He uh, he he decided that he wanted to be in jail on nine eleven, uh, which is when we're recording right now. Um, Pick the time. Yeah, uh, Jamel. What are your thoughts on nine eleven? <laughs> um, twenty one years ago today. If you were born on nine eleven, you can officially. Have your first legal drink of alcohol. But three years ago, you could have been sent to Afghanistan to fight the illegal war on terror caused by 9-11. Damn, were we still in Afghanistan three years ago? Are we still in Afghanistan now? Yes. Oh, fuck, man. They haven't brought all the troops home. I thought something totally different was happening. No, we're, um, we're... The United States is like actively like engaged in like five different wars at any time. Uh, we just they they stop caring about it in the media because Donald Trump tweets something and then we don't hear about Afghanistan anymore. Bro, weren't you in Europe? Did you go to Ukraine? 
I did not go to Ukraine. Um, Where you been, fool? I don't know. <laughs> we recorded an episode since. Uh, currently, there are about two. There's there's still around two hundred uh, troops still in Afghanistan. So they've they've brought a lot home. But what are two hundred guys doing? Just reminding people that like, hey, we uh, destabilize your entire country and ruin your way of life because. Uh, you know, George W. Bush blamed some shit on you. Yeah, now let's all go bowling. I feel like, what are they, like, running a bowling alley? Yeah. Um, Jamel, I was in uh, Paris, France for about a week. Do the dance. Paris, France, do the dance. You can see my underpants. And then uh, Deborah and I went to Bilbao, Spain. And from there, we went to Barcelona. And then from there, we went to Porto, Portugal. And then from there, we went to Lisbon. Or Lisboa, as the locals call it, in, in Portugal before coming home. And it was a delightful trip. Uh, very anxious about getting COVID before we left. But, uh, you know, while I was there, did not really think about it at all. It was great. They don't have COVID in Europe anymore. Who had the best cheese? What jersey did you see that made the least amount of sense? Um, Paris had the best cheese. Uh, although, uh, I would say, you know, Spain's up there with cheese, you know, best countries got, got some fucking kicking cheese game. Uh, I saw a like 2019 Ben Simmons Sixers Jersey, uh, just wild in the street. Uh, maybe I think that was in Barcelona. Um, I did see in Lisbon, uh, someone was just wearing, what looked like a knockoff uh, Indiana Pacers, like full uniform. This was like like eight thirty in the morning. Like Deborah and I were having breakfast in a restaurant, and wa- someone walks down the street in matching jersey and shorts. Looks like mid nineties yellow pinstripe Indiana Pacers, but it just said New York on the front, and it said New York on the back where the name is. Whoa! Yeah. That was the and, uh, that was the Frank Sinatra jersey. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I think, and he he wasn't really wearing. He was wearing like Vans, like he wasn't wearing basketball. It was it wasn't, very like cognitive dissonance uniform. It was great. He didn't like. He wasn't like coming from a game. I don't think so because it was number one. It was like eight thirty in the morning. And number two, he was wearing like slip on Vans. I think that was his outfit for the day. I mean, that's. Pretty Liddy, Liddy in the city. Can you imagine like showing up to your job at 9 a.m. in a knockoff, like <laughs> Alibaba bought uh, <laughs> New York basketball uniform? I could for sure see it, dude. It sounds incredible, man. Honestly, I can't Where believe I headed. said that to you because you're probably showed up to I'm on the ridiculousness eBay. offices and <laughs> something yeah. like that. I'm on eBay right now trying to figure out how to get it done. Right. And then, yeah, you also, you worked with CJ Toledano, who probably, you guys showed up in matching Alibaba full uniforms. God, I hate that. That's actually happened before. Well, we like bought the same jacket and I got really upset. I showed him, because I showed him a jacket. I was like, dude, look at this cool jacket I'm about to get. And then he got the fucking jacket. What was it? It was like a, I think it was like the Hawks uh, warm ups, you know, the like 
the Mookie Blaylock era, the Christian Leitner, Hawk Swarmer with the big ass Hawk on the front, mm. Steve Smith. That is a very CJ jacket. You shouldn't have shown it to him. I know that that's true, but it, does, it doesn't mean it didn't hurt me. That's true. Uh, Jamal, breaking news. Uh, are you at all aware of uh, the 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 Pennsylvania Senate race? Well, I know Dr. Pens- Mehmet Oz and John Fetterman. Oh, this is where Dr. Oz is trying to get his shit off. Dr. Oz... Uh, bought a house in Pennsylvania and is trying to become senator there. Um, and he's up against uh, John Fetterman, who is like a, is basically like, what if the undertaker was a socialist? Oh, well that's good. Um, it's great. He's like a six foot eight weird looking fucking dude. Who's like wife is, looks like uh uh, Elvira, <laughs> you know, oh, Elvira. So they're, yeah, they're matching. They're a matching. Yeah, black haired like, couple. He's a gigantic, like large, scary looking man who like wears like full dicky jumpsuits, uh, and is like a socialist. Uh, and he's going against Doctor Mehmet Oz, who is a, an awful human being. Um. But uh, he's just been John Fetterman is his Twitter account has been dunking on Dr. Oz uh, for months at this point. And uh, today is the, the opening day of the NFL opening Sunday of the NFL and the Eagles are playing. Uh, and I guess John Fetterman's Twitter account went back and uh, found an old tweet where Dr. Oz is uh, tweeting about uh, the Cowboys. <laughs> Oh, about how he loves the Cowboys? Yeah. Hilarious. uh, Perfect tweet for a PA senatorial candidate to tweet. Uh, He just quoted it and said, the Cowboys blow. (laughs) Yeah, that rules. Yeah. He's right. I mean, there's no... Spot the lie. I mean, for for a guy who's, like, playing to Eagles fans, like, I mean, he might have just won the election on a tweet right here. I really hope so. There's no part of Pennsylvania, even like the um, even like the inbred mountain part. Mm-hmm. They're still not rocking with the Cowboys, which is the entire state outside of Philadelphia, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. What not about what about Harrisburg? Um, You know, I've never been to Harrisburg. Harrisburg gets up. I um, I took a shit at a gay bar in Harrisburg one time. And it was like and this really weird. Sit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just this really weird moment where I was like, should I get a drink? It's like, no, I just took a shit. I need to get out of here. How do you feel about taking shits in like public restrooms? I mean, I'd rather never do it. It sounds like you 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 need to flee the area when it happens. Yeah, that's kind of what, where my head was at. It was like I gotta but I was like doing something too. I was like I was like going to a show or I was trying to like catch a train and I had to shit. And it was like the only place I saw for black. Oh, right. I was at a show mm-hmm. at this weird little art space where the bathrooms didn't have doors and I had to take a shit. So I left and the next. And the only other place was a bar. Yeah. There's a bar called Stallions. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I walked inside, saw no stallions. I mean, I went straight for the bathroom, but I didn't see no stallions <laughs> when I rolled in there. I I think um, the older I get, the less I care about uh, you know stallions. Because the worst is if you go to like a restaurant or a bar and you have to take a shit suddenly, and then you the worst is you feel awful when you come outside of the bathroom afterwards and there's someone waiting. Yeah. Um, and that's like the thing. That's the reason why I think I used to avoid it. But like, I think as I've gotten older, I've just been like, I don't care at all. I don't care what a stranger. Oh, a stranger <laughs> knows that I shit occasionally. Like, I don't care. Yeah. We all, they, it's a damn bestseller. It's a New York bestseller called everybody poops. You ever heard of it? But now the the complication uh, is doing it in a in a gay bar might feel weird uh, for me because uh, I I you know I love going to gay bars I think they're actually very fun spots but like you 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 know you're like kind of a tourist there you're not like part of the culture you're just kind of uh, there to like you know kind of be a casual observer it's like me going to rap concerts like i know i'm i'm not fully involved in the culture uh but i appreciate it and love it uh so then when you're like then you have to go take a shit there it's like you you know you don't want to take a shit at your host's uh home home playing field listen i did i took a huge shit and then I walked out of the bathroom. Well, as I'm shitting, I thought... You walked out of the bathroom as you're shitting? I I left it. No, I I was in there, and I did have a thought. Is me shitting and leaving immediately, would someone consider it a hate crime? <laughs> I think it depends on how how big of a, a bomb you dropped. That's what I'm saying. If it, it, what, it, what if it's a bad one? Did you clog the toilet? If you clog the toilet, I think it's a hate crime. I don't think I did. But I would okay. think that, that feels like at the top of my list of concerns at the top. Yeah. Understandable. All that is to say, uh, I understand why. Uh, in, in 99% of scenarios, I, I don't care about shitting in public anymore. But uh, there are some times where you feel like, Am I insulting people <laughs> by doing it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> a restaurant uh, where where the food comes from any uh, nation outside of America. <laughs> like, what is? Am I wrong? I mean, I guess. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now I'm like thinking, like, okay, you am I taking shit in a Peruvian restaurant? Am I gonna <laughs> feel weird? <laughs> Fuck. Okay, now, okay, you've convinced me I feel weird about shitting in public again. I should, Good. I should worry about Welcome it. Welcome okay. back, dude. Welcome <laughs> back. This is a podcast about basketball. We're 13 minutes in, 14 minutes in, and we have covered shitting in gay bars and uh, and Look, what country has good cheese. It's We're at a weird point in the schedule. The NBA is months away. Uh, Eurobasket's on and no one cares. And we're waiting on game one of the WNBA finals. It hasn't started yet. That is happening in 35 minutes from now. Uh, very exciting. The C- Connecticut sun facing off against the Las Vegas aces. Jamel, 
what's your prediction? I I I don't see how the the Aces don't fucking run the table on them. Well, this is what I'd like to do. First things I'd like to do is some apologies. I would like to apologize to the Connecticut Sun as an organization. I'd like to apologize to Courtney Williams and Alyssa Thomas as individuals. And John Quill Jones, while we're here. Uh, I'd also like to apologize to any uh, Cleveland Cavaliers fans who listened to last week's episode and are very, very upset with us. Uh, I got to say a uh, shout out to our guest, Pap Johnson. Uh, we love Pap. He's very good comedian, very uh, fun guest, very game guy. Uh, I don't think anyone's causes, any guest has ever caused as much controversy in the Patreon discord as Bro, Pap Johnson. <laughs> my DMs were fucked up. Yeah. People were Pat, coming for me. And coming for us over... Things Pap said. I, <laughs> we are not Pap Johnson. <laughs> he is a guest of the show. Yeah. Also, I'd like to apologize to Rebecca Gardner. I don't think we've mentioned Rebecca Gardner once, and the sky got knocked out in one of the most shocking endings to a game. I mean, this guy just like forgot how to play. Yeah, I, a, uh, I I missed the end of the game. Um, I was blew a uh, nine point lead in the last four minutes, brother. Were you taking a shit outdoors? No, I was. I was. Uh, I was working. Uh, I was doing a voiceover record for a thing I'm working on, and uh, but I was following along the score uh, online, and I kind of just. At some point, assumed, oh, this guy's got this. I'm gonna like turn it off. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna close this window and stop refreshing the score. I think it was probably about five minutes left in the fourth. And and then you told me later, uh, you came over because I had to help you with a thing, and you told me about how uh, I turned it off the exact wrong time because these the sky fucking collapsed and the sun went on a twenty two like one run or whatever. Yeah, man. Collapse at home. You didn't have to tell everybody uh, that you was helping me with the thing, man. Me and not my hemorrhoids is not the listener's business. I mean, that what well, I wasn't like, that was a pleasure of mine to look at those, but I, <laughs> anything happened with that thing, by the way? Let's be as vague as possible for our listeners. No, 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 no. Come on. No, you nothing just happened. Waiting here or Yeah, just wait to hear what the we'll wait for the hemorrhoids to get back to me. <laughs> Honestly, that is kind of we that should be a phrase we use in referring to anyone working in entertainment. I like to apologize to dude wipes, uh just for like me not respecting their product as much as I should. Medicated wipes is a genre. I'd also like to apologize to Kurt Miller. I think I've been calling him Kurt Neal on the show. Kurt Neal is just a dude who I play basketball with sometimes. Kurt Miller is the coach of the Connecticut Sun who desperately doesn't want to get fired. Kurt Miller. Uh, I had to Google him because I couldn't get an image in my head of what he looks like. He looks like uh, he looks like he's about to t- sell you a Kia Sedona. 
He looks like Ira Glass. <laughs> he looks like, like he's this... waiting for a oat milk latte. Yeah, he should be hosting an NPR podcast, not coaching the WNBA. He looks like he painted the uh, the orchestra nigga on the side of the building downtown, the uh, Los Angeles uh, uh, Philharmonic or whatever. He's been extended through 2024, so I don't think the Sun are going to fire him. He said, "Remember when he said I'm literally, I'm literally going to lose my job because you guys can't make a layup." And oh, then yeah. they made a bunch of layups. <laughs> they must like him. I think they like. I think they like that he hates himself. He seems like one of those types of coaches where everybody's just making fun of him in a group chat afterwards. Like Bill Lambier. Fudgy. Yeah, yeah, little fudgy to whale style. Yeah. Um. So predictions. <laughs> Oh right, um, the sun. Yeah, give me, give me Vegas and four. It just has to be. This can't go five. The Vegas, the Aces have to win handily, or they're not winning at all. I mean, neither team has a chip. It's exciting to have a first-time winner. I think. Do you think the Sun are kind of uh, coming in? You know, obviously they're the underdogs. I don't know what the Vegas odds are, but I I would assume the Sun are, you know, not favored. Uh, but they're kind of coming off this stunning upset over the the sky. Do you think they're gonna maybe come out swinging and throw a punch that the Aces aren't expecting? Well, it's like maybe, maybe, but they both had a few days off. I would feel strongly, more strongly about that take if the game wasn't, you know, three days ago or whatever. If they, if they were playing the next day, I would definitely take the Sun in game one. But I think since they had, like, they each team had a ton of rest, it's like a reset on the, on the energies. Who do you think is going to... Um shoot uh four for 28 in game one kelsey plum or courtney williams i gotta go shoot with... four for 28 but somehow have 22 points well that line makes more sense for kelsey plum because she shoots threes more than courtney does but i really think kelsey plum's gonna have a good game because she did not shoot well in the seattle series at oh, least no. early on so i think you know i like, yeah, I think a new series is going to be good for her the most. Yeah, no, Kelsey Plum, uh, I think, had a terrible shooting series uh, against the Storm. I think, like, the last game she shot, like, six for 28 or something. Yeah, and especially early on, you know, and they, like, Seattle plays really good defense. They got some big-ass guards. I mean, Gabby Williams and... um you know, then you got Sue Bird up your ass, which has got to just like she's defending you in her mind because you're looking at Sue Bird and you're like, fuck, man, is this my future? <laughs> like, I can't um, imagine playing myself 15 years in, in the future. Do you without looking it up, do you know what Sue Bird's age is? Uh, I, th- I think 41. 
She is 41. Um, do you think she should pull a Tom Brady unretire and sign with the most chaotic possible option, which I assume would be the Mercury? Uh, I'm just, I'm going to say no, just cause I don't want, I don't want to see Sue Bird get into a fist fight. <laughs> Why not? It just, I don't know. It would make me feel weird. It's like, yeah, I kind of hate her, but that would also still make me feel weird. I mean, she is, I hate her because she's the greatest. So I don't want to see her have to fist fight Skylar Diggins. <laughs> That's fair. Thank you. Thank she, you. For she that. seems like she still's got more in the tank, though, right? I mean, she's forty-one, but she had a pretty good playoffs. Yeah, it's like, but what is the tank? Candace Parker said something that um, I, I thought a lot about after they smoked that game. She was like, "I'm not." Basically, she was like. I'm not playing again if I don't think I can play to the standard I hold myself to. Like, every star, everyone who is a star, as they get older, they could take a bench role and be in the league for another decade. But, like, a lot of fools can't handle it mentally. You can't go from being the shit to being a bench guy. I used to take I used to take dumps in the bench guy's shoes. Bro. I can't be one of them. You know what? I I can't take anything mentally. I, <laughs> I'm having I'm constantly having mental breakdowns. Like throw Yo. anything my way, I'm not handling it well. But like I will gladly not handle it well for a few million dollars if I'm an NBA star or you know, two hundred thousand dollars if I'm a WNBA star. I okay. Wait. <laughs> They don't, nobody's getting a million dollars. No, I'm saying if in the NBA. Oh, right, right, right. I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Uh, my fault. I mean, yeah, I'm a boy, I, so I, 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 you know, I'm a boy, so I just make more money because that's the way the world works. I believe that mental breakdown stuff because you're always like, no matter what you're saying, you're always smiling. It's like Joker <laughs> shit. I'm the Joker, baby. Like you clearly don't like what you're saying, but the biggest grin of like I've never seen you look happier, and you're telling me the worst news. Um, because you know what? You know I don't really. Uh, I'm not a Joker guy. I'm not Whitmer Thomas. I don't identify no. with the Joker that much. I'm not the bloker like you. Um, but I maybe I should be because. Riddler? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I really have a a maybe Clayface. I don't know. I don't know if I really have a. Uh, oh, Clayface could be fun. Uh, a a Batman villain that I fully identify with, but I'm but I'm saying, I feel like I just me and the Joker do have very similar outlooks on life, where <laughs> you know everything is a joke. Everything everything should be funny. You should be able to laugh at every single thing. Otherwise, I you go crazy to me you gotta lol through the shits yeah exactly um so yeah you know what i am the joker jamel let's go yeah that's good this is yo this is gonna be a great year (laughs) 
Benner finally admitted he's the Joker. Okay, we are gonna get off. This is our year, dude. Jamal, nothing. We we're never gonna have a year. <laughs> I know, I know, man. You're right. We've been doing this podcast for like eight years now. We have 22 listeners. What are we? What are we waiting for? I think we're coming up on. Is this seven years on the way? Um. 2016, right? Or 7th, 7th, Donald Trump got elected right before our second episode. So, yeah, that would be 2016. So, we're Fall coming 16. up on, would that be six years or so seven years? Be, so, this, no, you're right. This would be six. Got it. We're Has it really only been six? Why does it feel like it's been a decade? Because we started doing the show exclusively on computers. Oh, right. That's true. It changed. It added a million years. The last time we were in person, oh, it was Vegas. I almost yeah. forgot about Vegas. Remember when Peter uh, lost his uh, his AirPods and had to, like, crawl on the ground on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> On oh, a frontier airlines plane. About that. that was <laughs> the funniest shit. Just this show rules. This large ass yeah. wide man contorting himself like upside down, crawling under an airplane seat. Uh, and every, like all these other people watching. <laughs> Passenger 69, dude. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, 69, this is has nothing to do with it, but uh, Montrez Harrell signs with the Sixers. Honestly, it's a really good spot for him. Um, Sixers got him on a two-year uh, veteran minimum deal. I think he has a player option for his second year, uh, which, you know, signing him for like $3 million is huge. Uh, and I think he... I mean, unless teams were like not willing to sign him because of this whole, you know, bogus weed charge thing he was going through this summer, like I don't know how they got him for the veteran minimum unless I mean he that's pretty much it to play for the Sixers. Because he already has a rep around the league for being a hothead. And then you add a a felony charge, you know, guilty before proven innocent. This is R. Kelly told us years ago. I think R. Kelly ended up being guilty. R. Kelly was 100% guilty. <laughs> yeah. Of Any, like a lot of things. A hundred things. Like, mil- <laughs> yo, whoa. Anywho. But I guess <laughs> your point stands. He was technically guilty before proven innocent. That's just, you know, the court of public opinion. And it's, it's only just that 32 that proven guys. innocent thing never came. Wait, we're talking about Montrez or R. Kelly? Oh no, R. Kelly in, in this case. Montrez Harrell. Oh, okay. You know what? Uh, yeah, my bad. Because I, I, I believe I can move on from this subject. <laughs> <laughs> you yes, uh, Montrez uh, has a terrible rep and has for years, and um, he's pretty good at playing center, and he's clearly the number two. I think a lot of situations. I think there was issues because it wasn't clear to Montrez that he was the number two. 
What do you mean? When you're like, like in LA and uh, in in DC, I, you know, there was like riffs because like the you know he was expecting a bigger role and the team wanted him to do something different, and then Montrez would be like, "Fuck that." Got it. Well, I mean, his probably most successful years were as, you know, the sixth man and for the Clippers. Um, you know, he won sixth man of the year award. Uh, but you're saying that when he his role became kind of obfuscated when he went to the Wizards and because it was like, I'm going to be a starter now. I'm going to be a star. But now that yeah. he's on the Sixers, it's clear he's a backup. Yeah, he's like, there's no, you're not fucking with Embiid in any category. Yeah. At all. So just go, you know, get get 13 and 8 a game. Here's why I love it. Uh, Joel Embiid has never really had a, uh, a good backup. Uh, Paul Reed might become that, but Doc Rivers refuses to play Paul Reed because Doc Rivers doesn't like anyone who is under the age of, of 32 mm-hmm. um, or hasn't played for him before. Uh, so it's nice that uh, we have a player that like when Joel Embiid rests and he needs to rest more than he, than he does currently, uh, we have a guy that like you can count on getting some points and getting some buckets and not – you know, blowing a lead whenever Joel Embiid goes to the bench because that is what the Sixers do. So that's fun. It's fun that there'll be a serviceable offensive center, even if he is only like six foot eight, uh, when Joel Embiid is resting. Uh, here's why I don't like it. Uh, Montrose Harrell is fucking awful at defense. And yeah. Can't even though he's like tough and like I think has like kind of a like very kind of hard nosed reputation, like he doesn't show it at all on defense. Um, and he's kind of only a like mid level rebounder. I mean, but that thing that's fine off the bench. You don't need since when does your backup center need to be like amazing at anything? Well, when. The Sixers, they, whenever Joel Embiid like leaves the court, they are awful and they blow leads and they they can't defend. Well, here's what I'm saying. Sure, they can't defend, but I think the problem is the scoring. They can't score. Yeah, they can't defend and they can't score. But at least if you have Montrez, at least you can score and run. Right, but you get worse at, I think they might be worse than ever. Because at least last year they had Andre Drummond backing Joel Embiid up, so at least you had some shot blocking and rebounding. Yeah, but then he can't score. You can't tell score. me your tell me your second unit players who can score. Um, can I sidebar? Has any player like rehabbed their reputation with so little success? like to credit for it than Andre Drummond did with the Sixers. Andre Drummond signed with the Sixers for a veteran minimum. And then people were like acting like, Oh my God, what a genius move. Look how good he is. Uh, 
Andre Drummond sucked fucking dick for the Sixers. He was awful. He was bad for the Sixers, yeah, but particularly on offense. But then he he has gone on, and people act like he's this like real gem of a player, and he's going to contribute uh, for the Nets. And uh, he's bad. He's awful. I don't understand how he like he's a good rebounder. I will give him that. Uh, he's not serviceable as an all around NBA player. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he forgot how to just do stuff with the ball. It's kind of crazy. Uh, okay, uh, but back to the back. I mean, okay, Shake Milton, sure. Corkmaz just got jumped, so who knows what he's got? Thibault, not really. Uh, Niang, uh, kinda. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, new guy. Mm-hmm. So you got to think you could count on him, but you, okay, Shake Milton. Melton, Thibault, Harold, Niang. You know what I'm Like, that's a fine backup lineup now. Whereas before, it's like, I mean. What, I think you're forgetting P.J. Tucker, who I think will probably be getting minutes over Harold uh, at center. Oh. Or maybe they both would get, you know. Some sort of. Power forward center uh, time together. But like then, then that's like okay. You got like a six six guy and like PJ Tucker playing center and a six eight guy playing power forward and Harrell. And I then, think they're saying fuck the defense. We because the problem I I don't know I see the problem is when Embiid is off the floor, you guys can't run a play. There's no cohesion. It's just it's all bad. So at least if y'all could score, at least there's that. Yeah, I guess also, you know, if Harden and Harrell get minutes together, they're going to, that's going to be a very potent kind of pick and roll thing. Yeah. You know, Um, James wants to throw the pass more than shoot it now. So, yeah. Um, Jamel, biggest Mm -hmm. Wizards news in a while, right? Uh, Francis Tiafo wearing the Bradley Beal jersey at the yeah, US you Open. Know, you knew exactly what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, it was. And as soon as I saw him put the jersey on, I knew he was doomed. I think we all did. I think we all, <laughs> once we saw him warming up with that jersey on, we knew. And then you, six hours later, <laughs> that was like one of the longest tennis matches in forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five sets brutal the fourth set was a lot of fun to watch though i will say that i was uh deborah and i were at a uh at some of our friends house uh watching it and you know i'm not a huge tennis fan but that was a very entertaining i think we watched the fourth and fifth and it was uh dog he came back he felt like kind of like seemed like he uh for like you know for like andre drummond forgot how to play his own sport by the end there but yeah, and he he was really bad at serving. Yeah, his serve was bad. His serve was really good in the other two matches the, against Nadal and um, the Russian dude who he almost made cry. <laughs> but his serve was really bad, and he was just kind of playing against that. And I mean, the the, the fool Alcaraz could—he was hitting crazy shit. Um, I think I saw. One of the most like 
blatantly uh like dumb like white xenophobic racist thing i've ever seen or i've seen in a long time on tv when uh uh, the announcer after Alcaraz won basically like spent like 30 seconds talking about like, I'm shocked at how good your English is. Yeah. He just wanted him to say something in Spanish, but his intro to it was dumb. Yeah. Like the guy just fucking won a six hour tennis match and you're going to spend time being stupid like not realizing that like america is the only country in the world where like people don't grow up like learning to speak two or three languages (laughs) like (sighs) (laughs) i love it here yeah um yeah just it would it would suck to like have a big moment of victory and then uh someone to just like you know hit you with microaggressions with a microphone after afterwards dubs a dub bub um jamel is there anything else happening in basketball we covered the WNBA finals well we did you make a prediction way too much about Montrez harrell did you make a prediction oh yeah aces aces i think uh i think they i think they i think they might lose tonight but they win they win the finals Let's go aces. Yeah. I do believe that Courtney Williams, uh, uh, you might say Jamel, uh, she's got that dog in her. I mean, bro, you know, what's funny. First off, I, um, if you watch a lot of women's basketball, there's often a point in a woman's career between college and early in the pros where they stop. Like like dressing, they stop being polite and start getting real. Yeah, that's exactly it, dude. Real world Seattle. <laughs> it's real world Seattle. They stop wearing like long straight hair and like dresses and shit, and they're like, "I'm wearing whatever I want." Courtney Williams with long straight hair is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my whole life. I was watching some video of her at a University of South Florida, and she had just like the classic long straight hair and she looked like a a witch she looked like a straight up witch she looked like she puts hexes on people i'm looking at her right now with this long straight hair bro she looks like candace owens dog she looks nuts (laughs) i'm really glad she stopped doing that because there's also like you know probably an element of like she's not out at this point she doesn't she's not fully herself so it feels like there's like a like it's a costume almost for her for sure yeah yeah this is crazy seeing her with long straight hair it's one of the nuttiest things i've ever seen uh she played really good defense in the chicago series but i think like ali quigley and courtney vandersluder that's not kelsey plum and chelsea gray those are not those are not on the same level of guardage. No. Um no, Kelsey no Plum way. way <laughs> Kelsey Plum is way faster than both of them. And Chelsea Gray is bigger and better at scoring than both of them. So take your pick. 
Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe Courtney Williams' uh, dogness is not going to be able to overcome the fact that she's just playing a massively upgraded backcourt. And I'm also going to predict that um, Teresa Plaisance poops her pants. Paul Pierce Shows, style? Yeah, Paul Pierce style. A lot of, lot of um, fecal talk in this episode, so I'm going to just cap it off with that. Plaisance, I was watching some video where she was talking about eating applesauce pregame. Take <laughs> take from that whatever you will. All right, well, this game's starting in uh, in five minutes. Jamal, anything you want to plug before we get out? You're, you're in D.C. soon, right? Yeah, D.C. in a couple weeks. Uh, the 30th, September 30th. Uh, at 10 p.m. Oh, yeah, Check at- him out. DC Comedy Loft, thank you. Uh, we are at Airbuds on all social media, Airbuds uh, Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us anything, we love you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.